Is it possible that the evil empire is back? Perhaps it never went away. There is a socialist and Marxist plan to take America down, and they are winning. What can we do? America has an enemy that is getting very close to accomplishing its plan of destroying the greatest country in all world history. Their entire purpose was to detach our culture from any moral anchors whatsoever. To destroy our families, they wanted to promote cohabitation instead of marriage. They wanted to try to get children away into government programs at the earliest age possible. And they also said they'd like to get behind the feminist movement because they felt it had been very successful in making women discontent with marriage and motherhood. This is Understanding the Times Radio with Jan Markell. This week, Jan's joined by Eric Barger to introduce you to a new documentary, Agenda 2, Masters of Deceit. This production by filmmaker Curtis Bowers is a powerful expose of the communist, socialist, progressive attempt to take over America. This first hour begins part one of a two-part series with Curtis. You don't want to miss either broadcast, this week or next. Our series will open your eyes to shocking developments in our world. Let's join Jan Markell and Eric Barger now as they meet with filmmaker Curtis Bowers. And welcome to the program. And we begin another two-part series today. And, you know, one national political commentator says that America is at the most critical point since the Revolutionary War. That quote is actually out of a new DVD this ministry carries. I'll say more about that in just a minute. It's because those who hate us and some of those people are not just inside America. They occupy some of the very highest offices in the land. They have an agenda. And it's quite frankly, it's a socialist Marxist agenda. And we carried the Agenda DVD a few years ago, back in 2010, and there is now an updated version of it, and it's uh, produced by Curtis Bowers, and I've seen it a couple of times. It's a powerful reminder that the enemy has people in high places trying to take America down. And if that happens, and as this film brings out, there's really no freedom place left anywhere. There will be no place to run to. So I cannot emphasize enough the importance of this film, and we carry it in our store, and Eric Barger joins me as my co-host, and I know, Eric, you saw this last night with Melanie and your thoughts. We sat watching it, stopped it a couple times and discussed, and at the end, I I think I said something like, this is one of the most important things I've ever seen. So, Mm -hmm. And I know it sounds like we say that every time, but we have the cream of the crop guests on the program, and and this time, I got to tell you, everybody listening needs to watch this film, needs to hear what's being said there. Curtis Bowers, welcome back to Understand. The Times Radio. Thank you so much for having me. Curtis, let's go back uh, 25 years ago, and uh, you had no idea some of the things you were going to uncover were actually going on. Why didn't you take us back to 1992? Well, in 1992, I was in graduate school, mid-20s, and had enjoyed the the Reagan revolution and and all, all the blessings that came with the way he did things. But I was asked to go to a meeting by a gentleman the summer of 1992 that really kind of changed the course of my life for the last 20 years or so. And it was a meeting of the Communist Party USA, and they were breaking off a new group. And as most people are probably listening or thinking, wait a minute, 92, communism was already dead by then. Mm-hmm. And that's what I thought. I thought, hey, in 1989, the Berlin Wall came down. In 1991, the Soviet Union dissolved. Now, this is the summer of 92. 
and they're having a meeting at the University of California, Berkeley, and this older gentleman I know who'd been studying communism his whole life, he said, would you go for me? I'm just, I'm curious what they're going to talk about. We've obviously, we've won this. The war's over, the Cold War, and we were victorious. And so I said, sure, I'll go. And I went more, to be quite honest, as just to be a blessing to him, to be a help to him. I didn't know that much about all these things. I'd appreciated Ronald Reagan, but didn't understand until later how insightful he was to understand what a great enemy the communist threat was. So I went to this meeting, and they laid out this plan. They said, we're going to take down the families, the business free enterprise system, and, and then the morality, just the moral fiber of this country is so evil. It's so rotten. It enslaves people where they can't be free to do whatever they want, and we got to destroy it. And after sitting through the three days of this breakout sessions and everything, I, to be honest, wasn't very impressed. I took all my notes and a couple of tapes I had recorded and gave them to the man and didn't think about that hardly again until 16 years later, and it was 2008, and I was a state representative mm-hmm. in Idaho, had gotten in, into politics and, and became a representative, and all of a sudden, all the legislation that was coming through, even in Idaho, started to make me think, oh, wait a minute, what were they talking about that meeting? And one of the things in particular that caught my eye was they had said in 1992, we're going to use the environmental movement to destroy the free enterprise system in America. And in 92, I did not understand how that could be done because the environmental movement was really kind of the a fringe movement of tree huggers and yeah. you know chaining themselves to the trees and things like that and so but in 2008 16 years later it is the most powerful force in the entire world. Right. So, I mean, an inconvenient truth had just come yes. out with Al Gore, and everyone was saying, this is the whole thing. And legislation was coming through there, and businessmen were calling me saying, please don't pass this. This will wreck my business. Please mm-hmm. don't do this. And all of a sudden, the light went on, and I realized, wait a minute. And so that's when I went back and started studying that group. Mm-hmm. Who, who were the people that actually set that up and what was going on? And I came across stuff that I simply couldn't believe. And it so motivated me that I, I took my life savings, quit my job and made a movie and I have never made a film before. That was not what I was trained in, but that's how powerful the information was. Yep, and of course the topics, both of Agenda and Agenda 2, Masters of Deceit, which is the current film, covers so many topics. I mean, I'm just overwhelmed. I'd like to play a four-minute trailer to give folks a little bit of an idea of some of the topics it covers, but it's the attempt to bring America down, quite frankly, by the left, and they have been extremely successful, and now we're even watching the far left starting to take the attention in this campaign season. We've been watching some of the primary activity. We have blatant socialists and closet socialists on the left making tremendous gains. Let's just play that four-minute trailer. You and I have the courage to say to our enemies, there is a price we will not pay. There is a point beyond which they must not advance. And this is the point I think Americans need to comprehend. If America goes down economically, it will go down militarily. If America goes down militarily, we all go down. The free world is finished, and will be finished for a very, very long time. Everything, practically, is is in a self-destructive mode. We're in the most critical period we've been since the Revolutionary War. You're not alert, you're not awake with what's happening. They would just as soon see this country on its knees and everything equalized. That concept of collectivism, big government, is a magnet for the predator class. The plans for all this are to have everything globally in place by 2020. If we're that dumb and we allow this to happen, 
we, des we deserve everything we're going to get, because we're going to get it right in the neck. We're headed into what could be a nightmare that would make all the atrocities of the 20th century look like they were a dress rehearsal. When people are afraid, they ask government to do more, not less. Their theories are designed to scare the people to believe there's a crisis when there is not a crisis at all. There's no crisis. I think we're losing more and more freedom because we are afraid. The left wants you to believe that catastrophe is always just around the corner. And the only way to avoid it is to do exactly what they say. But this film will show everything they do is just a Trojan horse of deceit, carefully crafted to advance their real agenda of finishing America off. We have been the main stumbling block to world communism since it first raised its ugly head. From the promotion of Islam to the propaganda of climate change, from the deceit of Common Core to the manufactured economic crisis, and from their manipulation of the evangelical church to the unsustainable debt burden. This film will show the issues are simply being used as a smokescreen to hide the purposeful, premeditated, treasonous attacks on the foundations of our freedom. The world religion has just purged us from being able to determine right from wrong. You know what Alexander Solzhenitsyn said about Russia? How the communists took over Russia? He said, we forgot God. Their stated agenda, carved in stone on a monument in Georgia and outlined in documents placed in the Ark of Hope, is to eliminate six and a half billion people by century's end. And they will succeed if we don't stop them. This is not just a fight for the United States of America. This is a fight for civilization itself. It's everything Karl Marx dreamed of before our very eyes. I think they've pushed us over the cliff in every sense. America isn't going to fall. We are falling. You're listening to Understanding the Times Radio. I'm Jan Markell. Eric, your thoughts? You know, I was thinking about how many credible voices there are there, and folks yes. may recognize a, a, you know, one or two of them, but as you watch the film and you see this lineup that Curtis has, has amassed, the ignorance that um, the other side is, is working in, they, they're counting on us to be more concerned with uh, so many other things around us, entertainment, sports, whatever, just in a way that they can work this. I think they're better prepared to do what they wanted to do in 1980 than they were then. Mm -hmm. I think working in subversion the way they are is a much better way to go. And I'd love to hear what Curtis has to say about that, that subversion is really what's happening here without us understanding standing what's going on. 
Yes, that strategy is not new either. Antonio Gramsci, mm. back in the 1930s, was an Italian communist, and he wrote a whole book over 2,000 pages long called Notes from Prison. And what that book entailed, and it's been the blueprint of the left ever since, is this is how you go in and subvert a Christian culture so you change them as a people from within themselves. You change them into a person that wants what you're selling. So you don't have to force anything on them. You don't have to take control of them. They realize in a Christian culture, people are not going to have a violent revolution and start killing each other off. So we've got to change them where they want what we're selling. And that's what they have done. That's just like you were talking a minute ago, Jan. I mean, look who is running on the Democratic ticket yeah. for President of the United States. A open, yeah, open, radical, hardcore socialist, and then, of course, a radical Marxist who acts like she's just a good old liberal Democrat. Yes, yes. But I mean, and, and people love it. They want what they're selling. They yeah. want income equality. They want all these socialist Marxist ideas. They want the good of the many to outweigh the good of the few. That's all Marxism is. People think, oh, it's some big thing. No, that's all it is. But we saw in the 20th century when it is implemented, it is slaughter yes, for those exactly. that are underneath it every time. And there has been no exception in world history that a government that did not have power didn't use it against their own people. And you bring out the fact, uh, Curtis Bowers, and that's who I'm speaking to for this program and next week as well. People think you can have big government without totalitarianism, and you can't. That's where big government is always, always going to head. Yes, and that's what's happened. The only grounding of law is from God's law. If you start allowing man to decide and create new laws outside of God's laws, then all of a sudden you're starting to do things man's way instead of God's way, and then slowly man will always grab more power for himself until eventually he has the control to do whatever he wants. And that's how every single yeah. dictator in world history came to power. That's how it's always happened. They just started slowly implementing man's way of doing things instead of God's way of doing things. That's why America was so different. We said, hey, we're going to do it God's way. And he blessed us for 200 years because of it. And now we're turning say, no, I think we'd rather do it man's way. And that always ends in the same place. All right. What I'd like to do is I'd like to talk a little bit about the agenda and uh, the agenda of the left to take the country down. And as you bring out in this film, I mean, we are the last stumbling block to world communism. Therefore, we must be taken down. You talk about the goal, the Communist Manifesto, destroy family, church, and state, all three instituted by God. You talk about our enemies seek to transfer what God gave to the family and the church to the state. Collectivism is the goal. The state is all important. In other words, government must become God. They've got to get rid of God and replace it with government. I think, and you brought this out, Curtis, and that is the fact that when you were starting to get into this, this is back in the early 90s, the evil empire had gone away. And then all of a sudden, um, it really, I don't think it really went away. Maybe their tactics changed. Uh, Ronald Reagan did some incredible things, but they haven't stopped this agenda for, uh, going all the way back to Marx, Engels, and Lenin. It's never been interrupted. Yes, and several, several key things for that. One is, most people think communism started with the Soviet Union. It did not. It, the Communist International was around long before the Soviet Union started, and it remains today after the effect. We put the Soviet Union up there as if that was communism itself, and once that's gone, then there's no more communism. What Reagan did, which was so wise, he knew their system was so fragile because mm -hmm. he knew socialism didn't work. He knew, so he put so much economic pressure on them, it demanded of them to quit the arms race because they just couldn't keep up with us, but then to, to go to Plan B, which 
they'd already been working on infiltrating the media and Hollywood and, and education, all those things. But then they went to that solely realized, okay, that's our main thing we have to do. We have to solely go and take capture these issues, divide people up into as many groups as possible, then become all things to all people, convince each of these groups that we are the best ones to help them get what they so desperately deserve and need. And so they just went into that strategy. But they'd always been using that, but then they went full-time into because they realized our society was too productive to compete because Ronald Reagan kind of forced them to their knees. You talk about uh, incrementalism, and I want to talk about that a little bit as well here. I want to elaborate on it because you bring out the fact that, okay, let's just take Obamacare for a moment, that this is sort of an incremental institution that has been installed in America here, thanks to the left. It's designed to collapse, as you bring out in the film. It will progress, just like all progressivism, it will progress, and it will eventually morph into single payer. And so talk to us about that for just a minute or two. Well, it's what they do on everything. Unlike our side, they're very strategic mm-hmm. and thoughtful and purposeful. There's nothing they're doing that doesn't have a 5- or 10- or 20-year plan involved right. with it. They're always focused on the future and just in a satanic way. I mean, they're so committed to this, it's scary. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. Obamacare, they want a single-payer system. There's two keys with that. One is the reason they want control of health care is not so they can make sure everyone has health care coverage. It's so they can deny coverage to whoever doesn't play by their rules. Right. It's always the opposite. So Obamacare wasn't about providing coverage. It was about setting up things so you could deny coverage. And they knew they weren't going to get it all in one lump, so they just pushed as hard as they could for single payer. We rose up and said, hey, we don't want that in America. That's what they got in Europe. And so they backed up and said, oh, yeah, okay, you're right. Let's just do Obamacare instead. And then the 45 million people, it'll just at least allow them to get insurance if they want to. And you can keep your own doctors and you can keep your own things. And, and all, on and on it all went. They knew it wasn't going to play out like that which it didn't. Everyone's rates skyrocketed. They lost the doctors they wanted. They lost the, the, the policies they wanted. And they knew that was going to happen. They want that to happen. They hope we keep stirring things up where we keep complaining about it so they can step in and say, you're right, Obamacare didn't work. So we're going to solve the problem for you. And people still can't afford insurance. So you know what? We're going to be the nice guys. We're going to pay for insurance coverage for everyone in America. The government's just going to take that bill. And most people will go, oh, that's wonderful. I paid 800 bucks a month now. They're just going to pay that for me? Oh, great. And so they'll instantly overnight take the entire system under the federal government where they will be in charge of the hospitals, the doctors, the policies, and therefore they will decide who gets treatment and who does not get treatment. When I get back, I want to continue our discussion on just what is the agenda of the left. And there's so much more to it, folks, from education to the economic espionage, from the extremist assimilation, not the least of which we're going to talk about the evangelical subversion. How does the World Council and National Council of Churches play into this. We'll get to that when I get back. You're listening to Understanding the Times Radio. Don't go away. When we do a two-part series, we recommend our Understanding the Times listeners wait until the second week before ordering digital recordings of either broadcast. Curtis Bowers will be with us again next week in the second part of this series. His documentary, Agenda 2, Masters of Deceit, is available now in our web store at olivetreeviews.org. Or you can order this video documentary when you phone 763-559-4444. Again, our bookstore order line, 763-559-4444. Our mission is to keep the body of Christ informed with the best information concerning our times. 
Curtis Bowers is just one example of the kind of quality guests we bring to our microphones every week. Will you help keep this kind of programming coming to your local radio station? Will you help us with a financial gift? Please send your tax-deductible donations to Olive Tree Ministries, Post Office Box 1452, Maple Grove, Minnesota, 55311. In just a moment, we'll return to our guest. But first, another reminder about our next conference event in October. If you are wanting some like-minded fellowship with remnant believers, consider joining us for our one-day Understanding the Times 2016 event, Saturday, October 15. We meet at the same location, Grace Church in Eden Prairie, Minnesota, just outside of Minneapolis. There is no cost or registration needed. Our guests include Amir Sarfati from Israel. You must understand that in order to get the people to be one, in order to accept one government, one world leader, and it's all about bringing the whole world one, you also must create a global one world religious system. And Graham Lotz will be joining us this year. But the world is not falling apart. It's actually falling into place. God is in control. He's in charge. The events that you're witnessing and experiencing have been foretold in Scripture. So God's plan is at work. Bible prophecy comes alive through the teaching of Dr. Mark Hitchcock. Out in our secular culture today, people are thinking about uh, the end times. I like to just put it like this. Apocalypse is in the air. It's just kind of a a sense that people have that this world is getting near closing time. Coming to us from Washington, D.C. is White House correspondent Bill Koenig. Today, all final day players are taking their position actively and aggressively, and all final day markers are in play. We will not be live streaming this event, so why don't you make plans to join us in mid-October to better understand the issues of the day from a biblical perspective. While our times are in His hands, God still wants us to be like the sons of Issachar, who understood the times. For hotel information, visit our website, olivetreeviews.org, or call us at 763-559-4444. That's 763-559-4444. You're listening to the Inconvenient Truth of Understanding the Times Radio with Jan Markell. I believe the average patriotic American underestimates the importance and influence education has on their children. We are losing most of our children to the other side because of the anti-American, anti-God, and anti-free enterprise rhetoric they are filled with in the government schools. We also see immorality being promoted through our schools, the kind of sex ed curriculum that is being used and paid for with our tax dollars would shock most parents. They don't realize there is a battle going on in this country for the hearts and minds of our children. But their game right now is to corrupt the 15 to 25 year olds or less. And right now they're down in the first grade with Heather has two mommies, daddy's roommate. Curtis Bauer's first film was released six years ago and was titled Agenda, Grinding America Down. The one-time Idaho lawmaker turned filmmaker has released a new video this year that's a must-see for every church or small group in America. In his latest documentary, Agenda 2, Masters of Deceit, Curtis reveals how we're losing our freedoms and liberties. Curtis Bowers is with us for two weeks as he continues to unpack how we're being deceived. Now let's rejoin Jan and Eric with our guest. 
and welcome back. And for this hour, and by the way, next week as well, we are talking to Curtis Bowers, who is the producer of the new film, Agenda 2, Masters of Deceit. And let me just tell you a few people who are in the DVD, Dr. David Noble, Phyllis Schlafly, Alan Keyes, Cal Beisner, Lieutenant General Jerry Boykin, Trevor Loudon, Dr. Peter Hammond, G. Edward Griffin, Star Parker, Brian Fisher, Representative Steve King, and much, much more. I have seen it twice, as my co-host Eric has seen it as well, and we cannot recommend it highly enough. And it certainly is chronicling how the left has been trying for, well, a long time to take the country down. And Eric, you were saying something during the break a little bit about how you kind of were going down the wrong path, too. This would have been back in the 70s. What was that? I was in the original hippie generation, Jan, as as you know, and many of the listeners have, have heard me talk about. And I really didn't realize anything about what was going on geopolitically. I backed McGovern in 72, but didn't know why. It was just because everybody in my age group did, and I wanted to be accepted. Do we really realize how shocking it is to have had Bernie Sanders to rise in popularity as he has, and to rival who we thought was going to be the the shoe-in, the coronation Mm -hmm. of Hillary Clinton? This is very much like what was going on in those days, but they've had now, what, 35 more, 40 more years of the wrong type of education where history hasn't been taught to the kids. And those who are standing before them in the classrooms or our colleges, by and large, are radicals themselves who came from that generation. Now, we're reaping what happened from the 60s and 70s, and that can't be overstated, that these kids do not understand what's going on. That's why it's vital. It is so important. We talk to them. Eric, you've opened the door. I want to go through it. And Curtis, help us go through this door about this educational disinformation, because you have said in the film, first of all, they want our kids to be useful idiots. You're very blunt about that. They want the kids to become dependent on the state. You say our enemies are in control of the schools, so there is no fix. What do you mean by that? I mean, they cleverly, since the 1930s, John Dewey, who is the father of modern education in America and still revered for that, was a radical socialist, a member of the Socialist Society, a signer, the Humanist Manifesto. And in his own writings, in his own words, he said clearly, we need to dumb down the Mm -hmm. students so they will be willing tools of the state to build this socialist society, utopia. I mean, one of the top people that worked with him was a man named Bertrand Russell, And they worked together to lay out our schools here in America. And I'm just going to read you one quote from Bertrand Russell on this topic. He said, education should aim at destroying free will so that after pupils are thus schooled, they will be incapable throughout the rest of their lives of thinking or acting otherwise than their schoolmasters would have wished. When the technique has been perfected, every government that has been in charge of education for more than one generation will be able to control its subjects securely without the need of armies or policemen. It was good old-fashioned brainwashing and manipulation. That's what's going on in these schools. It's hard for people to understand because they're thinking of their little one teacher they know that's decent in the school or whatever. Bill Ayers, the unrepentant bomber, he's been writing curriculum for our schools for the last 30 years. That's one of his main things he's been doing. All these people... 
people. When the 60s revolution didn't happen that they had hoped for, the violent revolution, they all went into education. And they are the professors today. They are the school teachers. They are the ones training the teachers in the teachers' colleges. And so that's why we look and we see we've had 70 years of decline in our educational standards. Well, you think one of these programs would have done something to help, but they none of them have. It keeps going in the same direction. There's a saying in business, your system is perfectly designed to give you what you're getting. We are getting this pathetic education, this intentional political correctness that is confusing the young people, is lying to them about history, about who they are, about who the enemy is, about what is truth and what is not, and we're going to reap the consequences of that. But this is not a new goal. I mean, 1958, the 45 current communist goals, number 17 was get control of the schools, use them as transmission belts for socialism, soften the curriculum. That was the goal. We got to soften these things down where these people are just useful idiots. They'll do whatever we tell them because we've manipulated their minds into believing black is white and white is black. Well, this too has morphed, as you have outlined. It progressed, and and even in more recent years, in the last 20 years, we've seen it morph from America 2000, the goals 2000, to no child left behind. It took Barack Hussein Obama to bring about Common Core. And Curtis, I've done programs on Common Core here, and it blows the roof off because people do not know what's going on in the educational system and the bending and shaping of the minds of students today, particularly, I think, if they've been out of school school for decades. They have no idea. But government-run schools, and you bring this out in this film, government-run schools will be socialist, humanist, and secular until parents say enough. And you bring out the fact that anti-Americanism is the bedrock of American education. And, you know, as I say that, Curtis Bowers, there are Christian and conservative teachers listening right now, and they don't know what to do. Well, they don't, but they've got to really consider getting out of the system. I I think sometimes these good, these one decent teacher here and there, they legitimize the whole system for parents because they go, oh, they had a good third grade teacher or whatever. And so they allow their kids to be in their K through 12, 13 years of indoctrination that destroys them mm-hmm. because they're all resting their hopes on, well, they had one good teacher one year. And so the system is a failure. It's bankrupt. It has nothing to offer. The only solution is to pull out, let it collapse and rebuild a system that does educate the children that is teaching them truth and values and things that will help them be productive citizens and families and, and things. And there's there's just no fix. We, we keep thinking we're going to have a fix, and it keeps going downhill, whether our guys in the White House mm-hmm. or their guys in the White House. It has been going down, down, down now, again, for almost 70 straight years mm-hmm. to wake up out of our illusion and dream and make a sacrifice. And parents might be listening, go, well, that's a big sacrifice. Yes, it is. I have nine children, and I I home educate them, and it's a huge sacrifice. But I promise you this, it is so mm-hmm. worth it. It's a whole different life. Maybe you'll have to sell the big home and get a small home. Maybe you'll have to move out to the country. and do. But your children are worth whatever sacrifice you need to make to raise and teach and train them to be the leaders of this next generation that fear God and, and love what America was founded upon and stand for those things and are productive. That is the only hope. There is no hope for the government schools. It will collapse. But unfortunately, we just got to get as many kids out as possible in the, in the meantime. What all three of us have seen, and I know people have come to us and talked to us about this very issue, I think maybe one of the most maddening parts of it is the people who send their kids to Christian school or homeschool and then somehow think that it's okay to send them out to four years in the, in the <laughs> secular universe.
diversity and think they're going to come back the same somehow. You know, it, it's amazing to me, even the wrong Christian school can send home a child even after a semester that suddenly says there is no God, I don't believe the Bible's true, or any number of other things. That's the shocker of it. We have got to remain vigilant the entire time that we have input with our children. And I'm with you. I've got four grandkids. I have paid the price myself to make sure that none of them have ever seen one day in a secular government public school system. They've been in Christian okay. school the whole time, and yet we still have to be vigilant even in that Christian school setting. I want to talk for just a minute here about economic espionage because you bring this out, Curtis, in the film. And the idea behind economic espionage is develop dependency of citizens and then eliminate freedom and total repression. The fifth plank of the Communist Manifesto you talk about, create a central bank, a federal reserve, which was created in 1913, which is a private bank. It's neither federal or reserve. The Federal Reserve is slowly stealing our wealth, and you talk about that. And the second plank is the graduated income tax that goes back to 1914. I think the point you made that struck home so brilliantly to me is the lie of the left, and that is increase taxes on the rich, and that will stimulate the economy. No, it'll create more dependency, which is, of course, what they want. Right. We have been very naive by accusing the other side of being naive. <laughs> we always say things like, oh, they, those Democrats or whatever, they just they don't get economic policy. They just don't understand how things really are. They're, they're in some fantasy world. Well, I'm, I'm here to tell you we're in the fantasy world. Mm -hmm. They know exactly what they're doing. They know their policies they push are not going to stimulate the economy. They know the things they're doing are not going to help small business in America. That's the whole point of it. They do not want us to be able to be independent and apart from the need of them helping us in some area of our life. As you study this over the last hundred years, you see whether it was the Federal Reserve, since that was created with the entire stated purpose of stabilizing the value of our money, so it wouldn't ever lose value. That's what their stated purpose was when they started a hundred years ago. And since they started till today, the dollar has lost 97% of its value. <laughs> okay, so you can tell me if they were successful mm -hmm. or not, and if that was purposeful or not, which of course it was, because you look at the people involved with that and what their plans were. So it's a graduated income tax. Obviously, if you penalize some kind of activity, you're going to get less of it. And if you reward a certain activity, you're going to get more of it. That's just common sense that a three-year-old can understand. But they realize, Karl Marx realized you have to have a graduated income tax. So the more successful people get, we're going to take more from them so that it will, it will cause them not to be. Everyone needs to be equally poor and equally low so the government can control them easily. That's why it was miserable in the Soviet Union because Everyone was in utter poverty. They weren't thinking about a revolution. They were thinking about, what is my child going to eat today? Mm -hmm. And that's what they want things to be. They know the more dependency they create, the more votes are guaranteed for them, and then the more power they have. And that's all those things are about. And you can look and study it as you read, whether it's John Maynard Keynes of Keynesian Economics, which is everyone is proud to be a Keynesian economist. Well, you, you study him. He was a Fabian socialist, and he loved Marx and Lenin, and he said in his own own writings, if you read them, this is purposeful. We're going to steal the wealth of these people, and they will be 
totally uncontrolled with them. And, and yet our president himself bragged how he's a Keynesian economist or whatever. Well, Keynes was an anti-American, anti-God, lover of socialism and big government. And his policies have gotten us nothing except more big government. I like the way you brought out the fact that a dictatorship always follows dependency. And folks, that's why we're concerned. And that's why I'm even carrying this uh, DVD. And we're going to be doing two programs with Curtis Bowers. If you'd like to get a CD of the programs, we encourage you to perhaps wait until after next weekend's program. We'll conclude next weekend. We're sort of getting in, setting the stage this weekend. We'll conclude next weekend and offer a CD if you'd like to. Or you can always listen to the program anytime, 24-7, on our website, olivetreeviews.org, olivetreeviews.org. Some folks like to get CDs and pass them on to friends. But, Curtis, the point is dictatorship always follows dependency. And that's why this dependent class welfare situation is getting so troubling. And then we get a Bernie Sanders comes along, and he wants to give away everything, the candy and the store. I mean, we've really got dependency on steroids. And that follows our fallen human nature, too. Yes, indeed, it does. I mean, that's the whole thing. It follows right along. The path of least dependence is let Mm -hmm. someone else do it for you. And, uh, you know, the government is now saying, we'll take care of everything. And and when somebody tells me that, I go, wait a minute, I want to be involved in how that works out. The Federal Reserve has been something, it's been a a hitch in my craw for a long time, in the fact that in that one short period in time, not only did we get the income tax, we got Federal Reserve, we had the money at our availability interest-free until we gave it up to a private bank. It is the craziest thing. Mm -hmm. What were people thinking then, and how can anybody back it now has been my question for a long time. I don't know there's a good answer for that. I'm just pontificating because it it so disturbs me to understand what happened during that period just about 100 years ago. Yeah, because they can, can inflate or deflate. They can do whatever they want to your money. Whoever controls the money controls the people because you can, it can impoverish us overnight. If they wanted to create hyperinflation where the dollar wasn't worth anything tomorrow, like many countries, it happens all the time, that everyone's in utter poverty overnight. Doesn't matter if you're a millionaire, you have nothing. Mm-hmm. And so it's uh, to give that control away from us as the people, since we're a government of the people and by the people and for the people, was just criminal. And it was, yeah, and as it, you study that, if you read the creature from Jekyll Island yes, book, exactly. it goes into detail about how that happened. You know, the other thing about that, this is, I think, important. I think one of the telling points that you put in the new film is when you explain what a house cost years ago, what mm-hmm. it costs now, what it will cost in the future. If folks don't think that our money has been devalued and there's a purpose behind it, they need to see that simple example that you make. And uh, I looked at my wife at that point, and she looked at me, and her mouth was kind of open with this yeah. startled look on her face and really realized what has happened and how it yeah. how it became. We wonder why it's so hard to make ends meet. We think, man, we're working hard. We're, you know, a lot of people have both partners working, you know, the wife's working, the husband, and you're still having trouble making ends meet. And we wonder why. Well, it's a purposeful thing. That's another thing that I didn't get into in the movie. But as I read different writings of, of the left, especially the Frankfurt School and some of those people back in the 30s and 40s, they talked about that too. They said, we need to create enough inflation where the woman has to work whether she wants to or not so we can get the children. So she can't even stay home with them. She can't afford to because they can't make ends meet. They, again, have been thinking 50, 100-year strategies of carefully doing things with the end in mind, but that are very purposeful because their end goal is always the children. If you have the children, you have everything. That's one thing we have totally forgotten or never knew, whatever. And so whether it's education, whether it's create dependencies so the parents are just working their heads off to survive, 
that, but we get the kids. They always want their children because whoever raises the next generation is in total control. That's why Bernie Sanders is winning, because they've raised the last two generations of children, and we're just simply reaping what we have sown. Curtis and Nani, just a little bit of a short answer, but we can pick this up on the other side of a break if we need to, because you say in the film, and I'd like you to explain yourself, you say 2016 is the last opportunity to get a conservative elected. Why do you feel that way? Because if you study demographics, it's just a science. It's not even my opinion. We know that they are capturing 85% of our children through the government school system. That's just something we've observed that for the last 25 years. 85% of our children after one semester of college are staunchly in the left camp. And so we see that. So you just run the numbers and we're dying off X number of us each year. And so as you run the numbers, you realize by 2020, the other side's going to have 55 plus percent of the population fully engaged in what they're doing fully behind it and believing in that system, that socialist system. Again, maybe we could get a Republican and there's some guy that's wishy-washy or whatever, but an actual conservative, 55% of the people will be totally opposed to that. They'll think that's evil to be a conservative. That's evil to Mm -hmm. think that a man should be able to keep what he works for and not share it with others and all that. So, and again, that's demographics. That's not opinions. That's a fact and nothing can change that short of educating young people and changing their, their worldview. I'd like to stay on this theme. I'm going to take another real short time out. And when I get back, I want to talk a little bit about electoral manipulation. I'm not going to say much more about that now other than that little tease. And you bring out an excellent point, Curtis Bowers. Your average Democrat thinks that they are still voting for JFK or Harry Truman. They're clueless about today's left and this terrible, terrible agenda that uh, they have on their minds and that they are slowly accomplishing. I'm coming back and just a couple of minutes. Don't go away. Before we conclude today's Understanding the Times, a quick reminder. You can listen to any of our broadcasts online at no cost at olivetreeviews.org. You can order a compact disc recording of today's program. Just phone 763-559-4444. However, we suggest you wait to order until next week when we complete this radio series and the second program becomes available. We cannot thank you enough for being a part of our faithful audience that listens to this program every weekend. We're heard coast to coast on the radio and around the globe on the World Wide Web. We're bringing the inconvenient truth to audiences everywhere. You can become a financial partner when you send your tax-deductible gifts to Olive Tree Ministries, Post Office Box 1452, Maple Grove, Minnesota, 55311. Or you can give safely and securely online at olivetreeviews.org. We'll be right back. Hi, my name is Angie, and I really feel these conferences are so important because these people who come to speak are so anointed by God to give us information about the times that we are currently in. And they do so much work to prepare and to put this together. And I think it edifies everyone and gives everyone hope for the times that we're in. Understanding the Times Radio is in its 15th year of reaching coast to coast, telling you the good news that things aren't falling apart, they are falling in place. We try to tell the truth that your traditional media never will. We also remind you that the King is coming and we encourage you to get your spiritual house in order. The costs involved can be staggering and we thank you for partnering with us. And if you cannot give financially, 
pray that this outreach fall on the ears of people who truly want to understand the times and contend for the faith. If you can, drop us a tax-deductible gift to Box 1452, Maple Grove, Minnesota, 55311. That's Box 1452, Maple Grove, Minnesota, 55311. You can donate online at olivetreeviews.org, and you can call us with your gift at 763-559-4444, 763-559-4444. Be a part of a ministry that operates today, keeping an eye on tomorrow that reminds every everyone to wake up and look up. Essentially for the left, the choice that they see very clearly is people are going to depend upon God or they are going to depend upon government. They want people to depend upon government, so they have to destroy faith in God. At its core, it's a rebellion against God and God's laws. And that's what the battle is about. That's what the assault is on. That's why Christianity is the target. America is facing so many serious threats right now. But the reason I believe this is the most dire is because it's destroying us on the inside. Through the political correctness and dumbing down, it's causing us to lose our ability to call evil evil and stand against it. Please remember our Understanding the Times guest today. We'll be back next week to continue this great conversation. Once again, Jen Markell and Eric Barger. I fear for our country. If we go along business as usual, not informed, not aware of what's going on, then the very small minority that have a plan and are great at organizing the uninformed and misguided will make sure their plan is carried out. I hope you realize it won't just be your children and grandchildren that pay the horrific price of living in the society they're trying to create. No, it will be far worse than that. If America goes down economically, it will go down militarily. If America goes down militarily, we all go down. The free world is finished, and it will be finished for a very, very long time. And it will be finished because there is a leftist agenda. That's what we're talking about this week. We'll continue it next week as well. Curtis Bowers is my guest for both weeks. Eric Barger is in studio as my co-host, and we're discussing the latest film that Curtis Bowers has made, Agenda 2, Masters of Deceit. And uh, we carried Agenda, the first version, back in 2010. This is an updated version I've seen a couple of times. It is awesome. It is a bit uh, frightening, I would have to admit. And I think, uh, Eric, you and Melanie felt the same. We did. But at the same token, as I watched it, I realized that the, the same kind of oppression that, that we have gone through in the books we've written and uh, the different mm. things that we've researched, it bound to be the the kind of things that Curtis is experiencing. And, and so I think it's apparent. Poe here to remind the listening audience that uh, with him putting himself out here, much the same way as we do, but in doing what he's done with this film, we need to be praying for him and his family. Yes. Curtis, you've got Dr. David Noble in your films and in this one, the updated one, and and he says that uh, the leftists will eventually use violence to get their Marxism installed in America. Do you have a timetable on that? Are you looking at in the next five years, 10 years? 
I, I don't know if you can say timetables. It's hard to, to, to judge things like that. But if you, again, are a student of history and a student of the Marxist-Leninist mindset and the socialism of the 20th century, you see that usually when they came to power in a country and they slowly kind of manipulated things into their favor, once they got to about 70%, where they had 70% of the people voting for their socialist, or their, they always have a great sounding name. It's probably called the, you know, the, the Declaration of Independence Party or whatever. Yes, uh-huh. It's kind of funny their names. But, but once they, in a country, once they had that, that's usually when there was no more Mr. Nice Guy. They started literally rounding up and executing those that were in opposition to them. So we're very close to 50-50 right now in America. So I think we still, it's a few years probably until that happens, although you never know. Sometimes some crisis situation or catastrophe can give them the legitimacy to come in and take huge strides forward that they wouldn't normally be able to take. That's why they love crisis, you know, just like Rahm Emanuel said, don't ever let a serious crisis go to waste. Use it to take ground you can't normally get. So that's why they love, whether it's the environmental movement or whatever it is, they love making us fearful of, oh, the whole, we're all going to die on the planet. We better save the planet. And we're going to have to make some big changes to do that. And and everyone's like, okay, I guess if we have to, we have to. And so they, they love those type of things because it just allows them to go so far forward in such a short period of time. And you also say that, and this is in the segment on uh, electoral manipulation, and you feel that the global government will be worldwide uh, Leninism. And of course, we don't know that. We do know that global government is on the horizon, whether it's five minutes or five years or 50 years, I think it's fairly soon. We know the Antichrist will be in charge of the world someday. Will he be a Marxist? Leninist? Will he just be a plain old socialist? I don't think we have those answers, but I'm sure you considered all of this. The Bible talks about it. Revelation 13 is all about a global government. Right. And the reason I think it will be a Marxist-Leninist, whoever it is, however they do it, is because socialism by itself does not work. It cannot continue on its own. It doesn't sustain itself. It is always in the process of dying. And so to have a one-world government, to have something that is sustainable, it has to have the totalitarian teeth behind it of Marxism to make the socialism work, where you have a gun at your head. If you don't work, you get a bullet. And so it, it, mm-hmm. it always has to end there. That's the end road of all government, is communism. It's, it's the Marxist. Marxism is the end. That's where it always ends. There's no other. You can't stop on that road, even if you want to, because it keeps pushing itself to the end because it has to because you're all of a sudden you're out of money because socialism doesn't work and so you have to start making tough decisions you have to decide who gets health care who doesn't you have to do these things and of course when sinful man has that much power in his hands he's going to use it always to benefit himself and so the poverty the suffering and the misery just accelerates and then people start rebelling and then they say they have to crush the people so they can't rebel so that's why it always ends in marxist leninism even before that was invented, it ended in Marxist Lenin, those philosophies. Marx studied history and knew that's how the process works. And so he just copied what he'd seen in world history and implemented it into a Marxist philosophy. That's what voting block of 20-something mm-hmm. people out there is a scary thing, that uh, they have so backed Sanders during this uh, this winter, this push for president. And that's the thing. They don't have any uh, basis really to understand what they've done or what they're doing. They're just going along for the ride. They think that it ends with some Socialism, but it really does it. You're exactly right. If I can interject a personal story, it happened three days ago, and I was with a Christian friend. I hadn't seen her in many, many, many years, and she just says, I'm a Bernie fan. And I said to her, you really know what that means? Do you really know what socialism means? I said, your kids and grandkids could have 90% of their income taxed. And 
she said, fine, because the government will take care of all of us completely. I said, no, it doesn't work that way. It really doesn't. There are things that are going to come along you're not anticipating, and it's not the rosy picture you think it is. But Curtis, again, we're dealing with a society that doesn't understand so much. They have limited comprehension of what right. you and I and Eric are talking about. And they think government has money. The government doesn't have one penny. That's it's right. our money they have to take from us and redistribute. And so they don't understand, like that lady saying that, she is naively thinking that somehow there's magic pile of money out there that, only, that governments, their own personal stash, they can give to you. They can't. And so they, they have to take it from someone. Every time they give her one penny, they had to take it by force from someone else. And what happens after a while, people go, I'm not working anymore. They're taking everything mm-hmm. I'm working. So mm-hmm. no one is working. And then there's no money to share. So the government has two options. One, you get the guns out, or two, you start printing money mm-hmm. and giving that money out. But of course, that money that's being printed has no value. So all of a sudden, you go into total economic collapse because there's no value. The currency loses all value. That's what happened to Germany. And then Hitler rose to power after that because it completely collapsed. So that's the only two options. And usually, we're far enough along, and America is the last domino to fall, that it will, I'll tell you, it's not going to be printing presses. It's going to be the guns. Because one they have America, they have the whole shebang. Most of the world wouldn't go against anything. If, if tomorrow the United Nations said we're implementing a one-world government, you'd, you'd only in America and a few other countries going, hey, we don't want that. The rest of the country, they could care less. They're worried about what they're going to mm-hmm. eat today. They you don't care. hear the applause supposedly. almost. Sure, but let me ask you a question, and I know Eric can weigh into this too, because all three of us are pretty familiar with what the pulpits are dealing with today, or what they're not dealing with. Are you communicating with pastors in America, Curtis Bowers, as far as the things they're not telling the people? That's what's troubling me. Yes, there are good churches out there, which is wonderful, but but the vast majority of the churches that 100 years ago would be pounding the truth from the pulpits and influencing the culture and the communities and stuff, it's not happening. 10% of churches in America that are being led like God intended them to be, where the pastor is preaching Genesis to Revelation, and, but not only that, the worldview that goes with it. The so worldview. And how mm-hmm. that all fits into everything that we do. The Bible has answer for everything. It's not just a one-hour-on-Sunday book. It's the key blueprint to how everything is to be operated, from family to business to government to everything. And when you turn from that or don't are ignorant of it, then you do it man's way, like I said before earlier. And when you do it man's way, it always ends in disaster because <laughs> man's ways are not God's ways. Eric, you want to sum this up? Then we're going to continue our discussion next week, folks. Again, if you would like to get a couple of CDs, we probably recommend you wait until after next week's program and give us a call. You can listen online at olivetreeviews.org anytime, 24-7. And again, we're carrying Agenda to Masters of Deceit, and it is a gripping, about 80-minute DVD that you really need to be showing in your church and your homeschool, wherever people are open to being, well, enlightened. Eric, let's wrap this up on a little more positive note. Well, I was going to say the film ends on a positive note, too. And this film and its its predecessor both need to be seen. I think the thing that we got to remember is that God is allowing these things. He is not in a vacuum somewhere deciding after the fact that, oh, that maybe that wasn't a good idea. Things God never said were, whoops, you know, you don't hear those things. God is allowing this. And if we understand prophetic things, we will not be taken off guard right. by them. It's so important for us to really understand 
understand the days that we live in, know what to do. First Chronicles 12:32 passage comes to mind. Let's remember, even though this sounds negative and certainly is a negative, we wish we were talking about something else, folks. But this is what's happening around us, and we need to be aware of it. Let's remember that God is in charge. These things really fit into the eschatology the scriptures teach. We're the ones right now that should be evangelizing and should be certainly blowing a horn mm. about these events that are happening at the same time. And that can be all in one action. And uh, let's not miss the opportunities that we have right now. Next week, what we're going to talk about is the evangelical subversion. We'll get into that. How does the church actually play a role in this? We're going to talk a little bit about environmentalism and how that fits in and how that actually can be a part of the entire communist agenda. So let me just go out of this program saying this, that God hates what these God-hating, agenda-driven people are doing even more than we do. We are righteously indignant that evil seems to win all the time and righteousness is always mocked. But let's remember the words found in Psalm 2. Why do the nations rage and the peoples plot in vain? The kings of the earth set themselves, and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us burst their bonds apart and cast away their cords from us. He who sits in the heavens laughs. The Lord holds them in derision. Then he will speak to them in his wrath and terrify them in his fury. Part two coming up next week. Be sure to join us. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you for joining us for Understanding the Times Radio with Jan Markell. The video film featured in today's broadcast can be found in our online store at our website, olivetreeviews.org. This program comes to you free of charge, but it costs us thousands of dollars to get it to your home every weekend. As we produce and distribute this program coast-to-coast each week, would you consider becoming a partner with us? We're reaching out across America with a message that Jesus is coming again. You can support this ministry with a tax-deductible donation in any amount. Please send your gifts to Olive Tree Ministries, Post Office Box 1452, Maple Grove, Minnesota, 55311. You can also give safely and securely online at olivetreeviews.org or call 763-559-4444. Jan Markell returns next week with part two of our current series as filmmaker Curtis Bowers continues to preview his new documentary video, Agenda 2, Masters of Deceit. Thanks for listening.